Hey guys, well, I'm gonna read this, just so you guys know. First intro. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to The Alpha Project, the show dedicated to creating leaders in business and in life. This is a place where we go into our own personal experience to give you a hand up in fulfilling life you want and the life you deserve. Somebody catch this. That's great. I think the intro is really cool. I just have to say it a little better. You do have to say it a little better. That's and I'm cool. going to say, you know, like, I think next week we are going to make a board. To, you know, please. Have your phone. I know. It's a lot easier that way. Yeah, I can, can literally just contact. take it to the tripod. <laughs> yeah, please do. Because what <laughs> happens when <laughs> you are doing that, you're, 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 you're taking down. away from, from the people. I'm sorry. Now you're looking at the phone. Welcome to Alpha yeah. Project, the show dedicated to giving you the life you deserve, where we dip into our own personal experience That's to something close. and something and something. I'm your host, Pernal Ramlow, alongside the one and only leader, Stephen Vetter, my man, Devin Jones, the integrator. I'm and I only say that because we're going to talk about relationships today. And I feel like a key thing to building a solid relationship is giving Eye proper contact. attention to the person you're <laughs> attempting to communicate Listen, with. I'm, I'm trying to sweat time. I'm attempting to communicate with a phone. Little is it working? <laughs> no. It doesn't right. communicate back. It's a one-sided communication. It's like a phone call you only hear one side of. You should be used to that by now. Wow. Yeah, you've been hearing a lot of shit lately. Are we just going to get digs on Pernell all night? Is that what's going to happen? Because if that's going to happen, I can go in too. I'm Look, not sure you I, want I, that. I, got, I took one shot today and it was too late. It was uh, good. So I've, I've, I've been, I'm so I've been sorry. here for about 10 minutes and we're at least 30 digs on Pernell. Yeah, so, absolutely. I've been, here, I've been here since noon, my guy. Characteristics of a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Go. For boys, digs. For boys. Yeah, digs. Absolutely. Um, digs. Gaining rapport. I mean, it's interesting. Gaining rapport with... With males and females, it's completely different, right? Depending on what side of the spectrum you're on. And I'm not talking autistic. I'm talking which side of the spectrum you're talking to. There's different relationships, too. There's sexual relationships. Absolutely. And there's mutual, mutual sexual yeah, relationships, Yeah, plutonic yeah, relationships, too, right? Um, it, it's interesting. With guys, you have to... It's almost like you have to bag on each other to get respect from one another, right? If you can't hang with the boys, quote-unquote, it just means that you're not... You're not what's the best way to put it? You're not hip to game? You're not hip to what guys do? I don't know how the fuck put that. It's different, and I agree with you, because when when I hang out with the boys, you know, there's a lot more of the, you know, the beating each other up and joking. We said this before, you know, I saw a meme, and it's pretty popular, where guys are to each other's faces, oh, fuck you, Actually, haha, whatever, and then the one person leaves, it's like, oh, I really like that guy. And then the the flip side of it was was females and to each other's faces. It's like, oh yeah, what's up, girlfriend? What's going on? You're awesome. And then the one girl leaves, and it's like, fuck that bitch. Yeah, right. So completely different dynamics, with the right? Dudes, it is a little bit, you know, that that gang mentality. And I think a lot of it comes to you know who is who's that who's the alpha there? Like we, you got to mm -hmm. test the waters. Like you're gonna you're gonna one up each other. You're gonna mm -hmm. test test the waters. Figure out who's the leader, who's in charge. Um, I think it's still super important to recognize though that. That is not how deep relationships are built. It's not. And you know what's weird is when we first started this podcast, right? It's, it's probably one of the first times I've been in a room with guys that are all, that all know what they know and they know it very well. So they're leaders and they're alphas within that group, right? Um, you're not really going to experience that anywhere else. If you're going out to have a drink once this shit's over, going to have a drink with the guys or whatever you're doing, right? There's always one person that leads. And you could always tell that person by who's controlling not necessarily where people go or what they say, but who's controlling the environment, right? Who's controlling, um, you know, how loud the voices get, what language is being used, who's controlling um, the atmosphere when it comes to, if you're out, you're talking to servers or talking to girls, whatever you're doing, right? Who's controlling that within the group? And you may think, nobody's really controlling me, but 
when you get actually into the actual social dynamics of it, there is somebody controlling you because you are trying to put on this, um, you're trying to have the leader or the alpha in that group like you, right? So to do that, you're doing things that they would do or that you think they would do, right? What was that thing you said? You're, you're not who you are, you're who people think you are. You're not who you are, you're not who somebody else thinks you are. You are who you think somebody else thinks you are. So you're right. substituting somebody else's thoughts with your own right. by projecting, I think that you feel this way about me. Right. And so I'm gonna behave in a way that is conducive to that. Exactly, so if you think somebody is the alpha in a group, you're gonna act almost, if you're not an alpha yourself, you're gonna act in a way that you think they would like you to act, right? So there's a level of influence going on inside of that social dynamic. Exactly. But within this group here, I know I'm going to act. I'm always going to act how, how I'm going to act, right? It's, it's taken me a long time to get to where I am and know myself and know who I am as a person, right? And trust yourself. And trust myself with my own decision-making, right? Same with Steve and same with Devin. Like, we, we all know who we are. We're all very comfortable in our own skin, right? So we're not going to try to appease somebody else by acting differently. I mean, we've had this discussion on five other episodes, right? About being yourself and how to be yourself within a group and, and realize... <clears throat> realize who exactly you want to be in that situation, right? And I think when you're trying to gain rapport with women, you are, um, what's the easiest way to put this? What's the nicest way to put this? Um, you're putting on a show. If it's, if it's for a sexual relationship, you're putting on a show. So you're thinking like, you know, let's go, let's let's break it down further. Let's go to like Animal Kingdom, mm -hmm. right? You see like the, the male peacock, you know, he flares his feathers and, right. you know, who can be the loudest or the most colorful or gain the most attention. Right. I mean, take a look at this room just before we started recording, right? Um, usually in a room, I'm usually the loudest in a room, in any room. Because um, I'm more brash, I'm lewd, I'm whatever I am, right? We had another gentleman in here, we we're just doing a business meeting. He was the comic. Right, that's what he does. He's a comic, right? You're providing comedic relief, right? So of the he's that's that's how he that's how he establishes his dominance. He's the, the comedic genius. Okay, we'll respect that. I know I have some comedy in me, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go against that. You know what I mean? And I think it's easy to see when you walk into a room. It's easy to pick out who the leader in a group is, and it's not mm -hmm. always the loudest person. Nope, never. It's, Often it's, it's almost not the yeah. Person. It's obviously not yeah. Well, this speaks to the power versus influence dynamic that we've also talked about before. How there's somebody who is a very clear, obvious. It looks like that person is in power, but there's also a second to that person who influences that person's decisions, and that person has gotten really good at social interactions and social communications enough so that they can lead that person to do the thing that's meant to be done. And mm -hmm. so when you're trying to, I don't know, um, join another social group, you don't necessarily want to start speaking directly with the leader because the leader isn't gonna make the decisions. The leader's actually gonna lean on the influencer to help him make that decision. And you're gonna notice there's um, a dynamic that plays out when you try to have that interaction. But if you go straight for the person that's uh, that has the influence, and befriend that person and get on that person's team, when that person interacts with the leader of that group, you're much more uh, likely to be accepted into that I, group I because you're on, on the side of the influence. I disagree to a degree. And here's what, here's what I'll say is that usually in social settings like that, if you try to approach the leader of a group that you don't know, <clears throat> most of the times you'll be cut off by somebody else. Well, the leader's job is to be the... Uh, the the bouncer, you know, the doorman, the secure, the gatekeeper to the group, and and the rest of the group trusts the leader to do that. 
but it's not necessarily the leader's decision whether or not that happens. Because if the person with influence swoops in and goes, no, 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 this guy's cool, then this the leader's going to quickly change his And that's where I was getting at. Tune. That's what I was yeah. getting at. Like, if you try to approach the leader by yourself without without knowing, knowing anybody else or whatever else, or even if you know a whole group of people and you try to approach the leader, you don't know him, it's um, it's almost like they'll be like, get out of here, I don't know you. It, maybe it's brash, maybe it's harsh, maybe it's, hey, come and sit down, whatever their reaction is, right? Yeah. Usually you're not going to get that leader until you speak with somebody else in that group. You gotta get somebody to vouch for because you to allow you into that. Right, meeting. because if, yeah. you're, if you think about it, think of all the social interactions you've had, right? If we if we all went out to sit at a table somewhere, right? Say there's nine, 10 of us, right? Mm -hmm. The leader is gonna be the one that's not necessarily right up front. He's gonna be the one in the back. He's gonna be one protected, protected by everybody else you have to go through to get to, right? Right. So you're gonna have around that leader, you're gonna have the influencers, you're gonna have the hangarounds, you're gonna have people that just wanna be there because they're there, people that you know and associate with but aren't necessarily part of your crew. There's a whole bunch of things that are, that are gonna happen, right? So when new people are introduced, the leader's not necessarily, like you said, isn't gonna be the one being, being faced off with, right? You can approach the influencer, but if the influencer is beside the leader, then it's somebody else within that. So you have to kind of work your way up the social hierarchy. Hi how come I can't speak today? Hierarchy. Hierarchy. I can't so, fucking speak today. Well, and that that speaks a lot to how you carry yourself, how you communicate with others, and your ability to actually mm -hmm. make those connections. And let's just say I'm a leader from my group, and you're a leader from your group, and you have your group of people around you, and I have my group of people around me. When I approach your group, the people in your group are going to immediately know that I have higher status. Mm -hmm. And that comes from a lot of different elements. And, you know, that's for future conversations. But when I move into that space, there's only two, maybe three people that I'm actually going to be wanting to have that conversation with. I'm not going to try to work my way up from the bottom of the barrel to the top yeah, because you, I'm you, already perceived as having higher status. Yeah, you come in right? at eye level, right? Right. And then you work way up. So Okay, so my question is, is how does this play out? in the dynamic of a relationship, um, first of all, with a friend, and second of all, with um, you know a significant other. Okay, you wanna start? You don't go for it. Well, for me, it's usually been, <clears throat> I have friends, there's friends in this room I've been friends with for 20 plus years, mm -hmm. right? There's friends I've known for a year or so in this room. There's friends in here that I've met six months ago, right? What I've always noticed is that if, obviously we change over time, but if I'm interacting with somebody, if trying to get to know somebody, I usually come in at their level. Right. So if it's, it's, if you're trying to match energies with somebody, are you talking, you're talking about the mirroring mechanism? Like yeah, where you're trying, you're trying to, mirror, to mirror, mirror the person mirror and gain rapport, yeah, right? right? So right. for them, for somebody to trust you, for somebody to like you, they first have to trust you. Yeah. Right. To gain trust. First of all, you're going to mirror whatever they're doing. You're going to try to gain that rapport as much as you can. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's something I don't even think about anymore. So it's hard to even vocalize in a way. Right. Um, I've been doing it for so long in so many different countries and so many different platforms that it's, it just comes natural almost, so it's hard to you verbalize. Have a, you have like a natural instinct for it now, where right. before you had to like work your way to that level. Right, I mean, just having conversations with people. I know a lot of people have trouble having conversations, which is strange to me because I can walk up to anybody and have a conversation. Like, we'll take this for instance, right? Um, let's say I didn't know an owner of a pub or a bar that I was going to, right? And I was with a friend that didn't know him, right? He said, hey, we'll go see my buddy, blah, blah, blah. But before we walk in the door, hey, what's your buddy's name again? Okay, cool. Point him out when we get inside. He'll point him out. I'll go up, I'll go up. Hey, how you doing? I'm a friend of so-and-so. He said, come say hi. Just want to introduce myself, right? He knows me. He knows I'm with his friend 
all of a sudden, I'm not just a patron of the bar. I'm right. his, now his friend. And you're also not going in there under the guise of, oh, I'm here because I'm with so-and-so. Right. Right. When you overstep that and you, you know, as a leader or as a person, you go up and you just take the initiative to introduce yourself to somebody. Mm -hmm. And this goes in any relationship, you know, like the example you just said, when you're meeting somebody who, you know, has an in or like the dude or the owner of a pub or whatever, or when you're going up and meeting a girl, like take the initiative and go and say hi. Mm -hmm. Right, just just it's that simple. Go say hi. Yeah. I never, I never have somebody introduce me to somebody else. So and this is really interesting because I I see a dynamic playing out in all of these scenarios uh, where the primary factor of importance is authenticity, mm -hmm. showing up and being completely authentic to yourself, and not um, being the yes man mm -hmm. in a sense. Right, like. As, as the example, if I met you and I started talking to you for the first time and I was like, oh, you know, what kind of movies do you watch? And you said, I don't know, Harry Potter. And I was like, oh my God, I love Harry Potter. And then you were like, well, what's your favorite part? And I'm like, I don't know, what's your favorite part? And then you tell me, is that part where Hermione <coughs> made up that really crazy spell? And then I'm like, oh my God, I love that part too. That's my favorite part. What and the so fuck this are is... you talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the yes man syndrome where it, you're trying to do everything you can to be likable. Right. But but we're going to play that same scenario out now in a different way. Oh, hey, what's your favorite movie? And you say Harry Potter. I'm like, oh, I'm not a fan of Harry Potter, but he did like Lord of the Rings. Oh, dope, man. So do you like the now, orcs? The orcs are dope, man. I can compare them to whatever, blah, blah, right? Blah, right? See, and now here's the thing is, is now we can have a, we can have a conversation. An you authentic conversation, a real conversation. Yeah, and you don't necessarily have to agree on things mm -hmm. to have a, to, to start or initiate that relationship. But here's the bigger problem is, is as re the relationship evolves and, and things get a little bit different, you get a little more comfortable with each other, that yes man thing, if it's part of your, um, the programming that you have, it, bubbles up again mm -hmm. and uh, eventually you know you'll do whatever you can to appease your mate right. and this this is the the dope husband um, stereotype that we always see you know the husband that's like uh, yes he's got, he's yes ma'am whatever list, you list say I'll do, do yeah, I'll do whatever you need yeah. and, and then the, the fucked up thing is is that's so unattractive to the female right because that man has no um, has no bearing as a as an as a leader or as an alpha and can't make decisions because they're afraid of fucking something up. Right. As a human being, you need to set boundaries. Okay. Right. So Critical. there's number two. Before we get there, hold on. And boundaries. Before we get there, I want I just want to touch on something. Go back to our introductions real quick, just so we can move past this. Um, one thing I found I just I just kind of it just kind of emerged in my brain here is that I've never like I, I was saying I've never been introduced or I, I try to let nobody introduce me to somebody I always make the take the initiative to introduce myself yeah. I've noticed though when it does happen when somebody does introduce me to somebody that's a leader trait that's a that's an alpha quality right, right? to say you know this is this is so and so meet whoever right yeah but and I'll I, vouch I, for you on this because you've done this for me uh, mm -hmm. so many times especially because you know, I don't, I don't really go out a lot. I, I, I spend a lot of my time, you know, doing work and, and shit like that. But you have a, a, a quite lively social life. And sometimes I go out with you and you'll be like, oh, this is my guy, this. And, oh, this is this person. And we'll go to that bar. And all of a sudden I know the owner of this bar. And so you, you share that trait in that yeah, you make think, those introductions. And I think, I think, it's, I think it's critical to, to realize a nuance in this, right, is that if you're if you're if you have the balls, I'm gonna say balls because a lot of people can't do it. Walk up, shake somebody's hand, look them in the eye, introduce yourself. Mm -hmm. Then that's that's you're 90 percent of everybody else. Because a lot of people, a lot of guys can't do that. Never mm -hmm. mind women. Yeah. Right. Especially in social uh, situations. Especially now that so many people are behind computer screens for most of their life. 
they there there's hardly any social interaction, right? So to have that that one on one that personal connection is difficult for people, right? It's very difficult. And having you know balls is a good way, good word to use to to describe that because when you go up, it's you're putting yourself into an uncomfortable position. Mm -hmm. You don't know how they're going to respond, mm -hmm. right? Um, I personally have zero issue walking up to and, anybody and saying, "Yo, my name's Steve." It's funny and have you and have you had anybody say, "Oh, don't fuck! I don't want to shake your hand. Fuck Never. off!" Doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen. And that's honestly. Have, has anybody ever taken a spear out and tried to stab you? Never. <laughs> Only you know, once. I, when that does happen, <laughs> though, I'm pretty pumpy because that would be yeah, very cool. That would be fucking wild. <laughs> and it's interesting because I have no problem doing that. However, when I am meeting a group of new people. If I'm the outcast, if I'm the one coming into a new group, I am often not that initial like, okay, I'm going to go up and meet people. I often will sit and I'll pay attention to what's going on. I feel, feel the room. You know, you pay attention. Get your you know, bearings. Have a couple little and conversations. Yeah, and crazy. then I know who is kind of who in the circle. Okay, and so now we have two different angles at this. Because I walk in and I shake, I introduce myself to everybody at the table. And I walk around and introduce you, shake my hand, shake hands with everybody. And that's a different step. I've never done that. But I know you're, I know you're an alpha. I know you are. I know you're a leader. But it's interesting to hear that take. So what, how do you get to that point of saying, okay, I know who is who? First off, for me, it starts with having the certainty to be alone. To be by myself because right. when I'm like, if I go to a house party and I know maybe one or two people there, there's 30 people there, right? I know I can hang out by myself and be good. Mm -hmm. I know I'm comfortable to have any bullshit conversation mm -hmm. with any group of people, right? I know sports. I know what's going on in the world. I know how to have those, those surface level conversations. So what I choose to do is I sit back, I feel it out, I pay attention and I specifically choose who I'm going to meet. And once I choose who I'm going to meet, then I invest my energy to meet that person and get to know that person. And by the end of the night, I know everybody in the room, except I have been introduced to everybody else from somebody who is there. Part. Oftentimes from who owns the house or who is, you know, the leader in that group. And I'll wait and I'll figure out who that is yeah. and make that the intention. And when they introduce me ties into what we were just you talking see, about. Right. You, you and you I, fight, yeah, so I was just going to say, totally what are you get, doing when you're sitting back? You're, you're yeah. analyzing, you're examining, Good you're man. digging for information right. and you're looking for either the guy with that hat looks like they have the power or mm -hmm. or girl, guy or girl yeah. that looks like they have the power and the guy or girl that looks like they have influence. See, your, your, way, we, we, your way, we both get to the same result. For sure. Your way is a little more lean back and casual and mine is more straight to the point. I'm going to introduce myself. Hey, I'm Pernell of so-and-so whatever, right? If, especially at, if it's a business thing or even for, a house party. For whatever. the record, there's nothing wrong with either one. No, and, and there's nothing wrong with right? either one. Yeah. I, I like your approach, but it's, it's for me, it, I've never done that and it's I think it's a more, it's a, sl it's a slicker way to do it mm -hmm. and not slick and greasy. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a nice more casual I, way to do it, right? It's almost calculated. Right. Yeah. So my, my way of doing it is say, okay, I, I'm going to cut out all the other bullshit. I, I don't mean bullshit, bullshit, but I cut out that bullshit and just go straight for the kill, right? Mm -hmm. Who are you? Uh, who are you? Shake my hand. I want to know who the fuck you are. Right? And in mm -hmm. that first five or ten handshakes, you already you, I, you get the information you I need. know who is who by how they shake my hand. Right. You're looking for that in, the same information he's looking right. for, but you're going... Um, Balls to the wall on mm. it, whereas he's because a I had that personality. He doesn't, right? I'm I'm more out there, and he's not. So it, method, it works methodological? for him. What am I? Me metho metho methodological? What? Methodological? No, not me not methodical. Methodical. There it is. So methodical. And, and, and brunt. That's the brunt, blunt. Very blunt. different, very different ways. And yeah. honestly, when, to go back to what we were just talking about before, you know, when you're introducing yourself to somebody at the table, whether you introduce yourself to the leader or to the influencer mm -hmm. or to the advisor, right? For me, I 
pick and choose who the who the leader is and I go straight for the leader. Mm -hmm. Because for me, like, especially in business, like I don't want to talk to the secretary. Right. There it is. No, that's the diff that's the difference. I know that social setting, if I can eliminate the, right? the link in the value chain, that I'm gonna do it. That's the difference between being having social gatherings and having a business meeting, right? There's two completely different scales there, so you have to weigh it out differently, right? I know if I'm going into a business meeting and there's been a, some kind of informal introduction through an email or phone call or whatever else, right? I know I can go in there happy-go-lucky, just my normal self, right? If it's just a cold introduction, it's going to be a little different than a social setting for me, right? Mm. I'm still going to introduce myself, look him in the eye, look her in the eye, whatever it is, shake hands, and we'll get down to business from where we left off before, whoever's introduced me to him, whatever it is, right? There's certain times I have to take a step back because it is business related and the, the contact is not with me, it's with one of my team members, right? Mm -hmm. So they're gonna introduce me, right? So that would be the only time I take a step back and do it in business. Um, if it's my contact, obviously I'm gonna go up. I'm, these guys have seen me go into businesses to be like, hey fucker, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. Right, sure. like, but you because you've built enough rapport with that person, or you have enough of a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. With them, right? I'm not just going to go in somebody I don't know. Hey, fucked hard. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Right? Yeah, that, and and it wouldn't lend to a good, solid initiation of a relationship. Like starting that relationship up in a meaningful way it wouldn't mm -hmm. bode well for you to come up and call somebody a motherfucker. But if you keep that same energy mm -hmm. and and um, assume that uh, how, how how do you phrase this? It's, it's like I, I just, when I meet somebody, I just kind of assume that I've known them my whole entire life and it just makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. Because you're being and certain so I and treat, authentic. Yes, and I treat that conversation like we're old friends from way back in the day. And when I do something like that, um, it trigger it, it, it's like you and leading that energy, like we touched on in the last conversation. It, it's almost my way of initiating that thing and leading with, if I'm anxious and nervous and uptight, then that energy is going to translate into you and you're going to get all weird. Like, why is this guy all fucked up like this, right? And, and so the interaction isn't going to go well. Mm -hmm. But if I <clears throat> make that cold approach and I just assume that we've been friends for a really long time, there's, we're collaborating here, we're good friends. That's the co collaborative versus competitive frame, um, which we've also touched on. As soon as I as assume that familiarity, it changes the dynamic immensely. And I wonder, is that something that you guys use in, in your it interactions? It works every single time. And if you, if I approach somebody and I am just meeting somebody the first time and especially with women, especially with girls mm -hmm. and I approach them and introduce myself, Hey, what's going on? And start a conversation that is not about the weather or how about they look, what's happening in that immediate <laughs> situation. If you approach somebody and have a real conversation, like you've been best friends for 10 years, the response you're going to get is completely different than the response you're going to get. If you come up and say, Oh, you know what? Hey, like, yeah. you know, nice dress, right? Right. What's going on? Here's, this is something I've noticed. And I mean, in today's climate and society and whatever the hell is going on, it's not really the best thing to do, but you know, I was, I've been doing this since, you know, 2002, 2003, right? Uh, working in clubs and shit like that. And I find the faster you can make bodily contact with that person, whether it's just hand on the shoulder, hand on the, lower, on the back, whatever, shaking hands, whatever it is, the sooner you can make physical contact with that person, the more rapport and more trust is built instantly almost, right? And it goes back to, uh, I'm gonna take it back to something you were saying where it was, um, if you put yourself in the frame, right? And be the happy go lucky, right? And you say it works every single time. It works every single time for years. We were, I was on a phone call today and the very first things out of my mouth was Jamaica, Jamaica with a guy we're, we're going to book one of our clients, right? Because I've known him for a little bit and that's how I am. We sing back. He's a Caribbean guy. We toss back little things back and forth, right? And he's Jamaican. So that's the attitude I have, right? I'm always going to be that guy, no matter when they call, no matter what time of day, no matter if it's right now or 10 years from now, I'm still going to be the same guy they know. 
right? So you can't, you can have all this rapport and, and have this, have these feelings of, I'm going to get to know you. But if you're not that same person on the second interaction, third interaction, fourth interaction, if it's not consistent, they're going to see bullshit, right? Okay, so so check, that's a huge thing. Check this out. Everything that I've learned in <clears throat> the, I'm calling it self-development because that's a much more PC way of putting it. But anything I've learned in the, in the pickup world and anything I've learned in the sales world Go ahead. Have literally <laughs> translated on both sides of things. Absolutely. And so, uh, one of the one of the uh, really important parts of of sales is uh, having that connecting conversation where um, I'm I'm not selling. I'm here to help. And uh, when you frame things like I'm selling. It gets, it gets, it gets, yeah, it gets, gross. people so gross. know, right? So when you're trying to make that initial contact with somebody and in the back of my, back of your mind, the whole time your thing is like, I don't know, I'm going to use this example. If I'm walking up to a girl and the whole time in my head, it's like, oh, I want to bang this girl. She's so hot. And I just, I just want to fuck her. That, she knows. It stinks you know, of it. She it just knows. Takes, it radiates off of you and, and get that. If you, if you have a good interaction with this person, it's genuine and authentic and they share the mutual feelings. That's an inevitability, mm-hmm. right? And if there is not those things, then that's not going to happen. But it's not going to happen because you tricked her into it either. Mm-hmm. It's right? going to happen because it's authentic. It's going to happen because no, it's authentic. You guys are both wrong. It's going to happen because of the bounce, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And we, we, we've said this before. I've said this before. That's the difference between sales and enrollment, right? Mm. Absolutely. When relationships, you know, and let's continue on with the, with the sexual relationships, right? If I meet a girl and am selling myself, it's ego driven yep. and it's repulsive. It doesn't mm-hmm. work, right? It might work, you know, short term, right? If I approach a girl and am focused on enrolling her to have a mutual, mm-hmm. you know, interaction, interaction, a mutual desire, a mutual lust, a mutual, you know, mystery, because it's all about creating mystery. It's all about intrigue. It's all about being authentic and enrolling people to have that um, reciprocated and to build that together is where the real magic happens. Yeah. See, when I meet, I mean, I just got out of a relationship, but when I meet women, it's, it's, I'm almost at that point where I'm, I'm too old to play games anymore. You know what I mean? Mm. Is it crazy? Is it so, crazy how when you were a kid? Yeah. So he, and now it's the weirdest thing because just be completely open and honest and it's ridiculous. Hey, this is, my name's Pernell. This is what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm, I'm Pernell. Like you want to, you want to get a drink? If not, cool. I'll move on. Right. The fuck? I'm, I'm not going to sit here and play your fucking game for three hours. I don't have time. You know what I mean? It's, um. It's a text back and forth. Communication stops. Good. I'm going to reach out once, maybe twice. Doesn't happen again. Okay, cool. I'm done. Right. The best thing that happens is when you reach out to somebody and then, you know, you don't hear anything. You hear back a little bit, but then, you know, a couple weeks, couple weeks goes by and you kind of not, not forget about them, but they reconnect with you and you're like, okay, so I've done something right. Within that two weeks, I was focused on everything I was doing. They were focused on what they were doing. Right. I may not have forgotten about this girl or she may not, may not have forgotten, but we were just dealing with things, right? So, you know, they're interested again. They just think you've, you've maybe not forgot about them, but they're, they're like, well, how come he's not texting me or how come he's not communicating with me? Or maybe he just knows whatever. And they get in contact with you. Like, okay, now you know that they're interested, right? And then what do you do with that? I mean, so for me, in, in it's usually, past, a dr- it's usually a drink. I mean, in the past for me, it's, I've always been a guy who has said, oh, sweet. I feel like I need to be constantly messaging this chick. Oh God! Right? And then get uh, the over time, like, out of here. how many times does that not work? And it doesn't work. It doesn't. And it's crazy 
because when that's I that's not authentic to yourself. I'm selling. I was selling. Mm. Yeah. Right? Listen, I got. I got. We're all busy guys. We have shit to do. I don't have time to sit here and communicate with you for fucking. And do you know what the hottest is, thing man? is for the opposite sex? I don't care if you're a man or a woman, and or if you're dating men or women on both all sides of this colorful spectrum here. What's really hot is having somebody who's got a dream, who's got goals, who's got a mission in life, who's busting their ass and doing those things. And because that lends to their level of confidence in who they are and how they show up in the world. And then when you are with that person, you're interacting with them, this energy radiates from them of that confidence and that power and that in and of itself is is super sexy and then and it's then it, super hot it's not the hey babe what are you doing oh are you okay where where are you at who are you with no, no, yeah. no, no, no. That, that's that's really uh that's really insecure we're gonna, that, we're gonna get to trust in a minute yeah that doesn't have that doesn't speak of of that power and confidence it doesn't radiate that that kind of shit actually sends the opposite message and the opposite message is is you know repulsive people don't want I, it just I like the you. salesman I, i'm uncomfortable by myself <clears throat> i need people around when yeah, the yeah, right yeah. thing to do honestly focus on yourself do your mm-hmm. own shit keep doing what you're doing keep your mind focused and like dead locked on the vision and do yeah. you know and why stay on the warpath do you know why and you'll attract people in. And, you, and not only that, you'll attract people that are on the same mission and same path sure. as you. And when you meet people like that, you know, you fucking know right away. And if you meet, if I meet a girl who is just as driven and focused and like, okay, cool. Like, it's hot we as can fuck, communicate, isn't it? And then I can go to work. I can crush it out. I can do my whole day. Not You're not to worry sweating about, all day. Not to worry about how We're she's feeling. Talk. Like, There's no worrying about, oh, what, how she's feeling. Jesus and then did, like, the coolest thing in the world is, is after taking care of everything that I needed to take care of. You know, I might get home and then she will message me at like 8, 8.30 and she's like, hey, how was your day? And it's like, okay, cool. Now we can communicate for a little bit. It's like the, 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 needless, the, needless, the, void. the needless texting back and forth of how are you? How did you sleep? Uh, like all these, these one-liner questions. I'm like, listen, if you're going to fucking text me, we're going to text for 10 fucking minutes, get everything out. Or we're going to have a conversation for five minutes on the phone, maybe 20 minutes, half an hour if it's fucking deep about something. And then that's it. Whether we're going to make plans to get together or we're not. Like... Figure it out because I don't have time to waste right now. I, I can I can be on my PC. I can be on my laptop. I can be doing doing a bunch of things. I can be recording a podcast. I can be doing this shit. You know what I mean? There's so many more things that we could be doing that I could be doing personally that I don't have time to waste. If you're going to waste my time with insignificant questions that you can figure out by yourself, then we're probably not meant to be together. For sure. And it doesn't mean that the relationship isn't valuable. No, it's just that I have other shit it's to do. It's just that I value things, other things more importantly. Yeah. Uh, I value other things as well. Not it's even not more that or it's less invaluable. It's just that I'm... Don't I'm, focused, I'm, value, so I'm focused curious. more on this than you right now. So can I value you other off. shit more? So yeah. as, a, as a dude, right? And we get this. Uh, first of all, there is a stigma that you must have money, power, and influence if you're going to win over the chick. And so there's a lot of guys out there that spend a lot of time making it look like they have money, power, or influence. But the fucked up thing is, is the same amount of time and energy that you spend trying to make it look like you have money, power, and influence, if you just did the shit that gave you money, gave you power, and gave you influence, you'd still get the chick. But the fucking thing is, is that people don't see that. And it's inauthentic when you are showboating and you're pretending to mm-hmm. be or have that things that you don't. Right. And, and this is and when, when you're working. Boy wins. When you're, you know, really, like, not even when you're trying. When you're on that grind and you're and you, and so I, I've noticed from a lot of women have said that ambition is the number one factor in your decision making. Yeah. And this is no, this is this is from more than ten women. If a man is driven, doesn't you matter. Know ten women. Uh, barely. <laughs> my mom, my sister. <laughs> um, if, if a man is driven, if he has a focus, he has goals, right? And he's driving towards those goals with or without anybody else. 
right? Because he's doing that because that's what he wants that's to do. That's what he wants to do. It makes the girl go, okay, how do I fit into this instead of let me weasel my way in, right? So if you're pretending to have all this shit, that's great. You're going to get these women that are attracted to your money. You but they're going to catch on. If you build yeah. it, they will come. If you build, exactly. And if, and if you are growing yourself as a person, you're growing your business, you're developing relationships with your other, with your friends and everything else is going on with you. If you're, if you're self-sufficient, you're more likely to get a 10 than a guy that's pretending to have money. For sure. And a guy well, that's not that driven. Also, it it's really fucking expensive for people who don't have money to pretend like they have money. <laughs> well, exactly. Not only that, that's not sustainable. No, no, that's a quick way to collapse. <laughs> and not only that, what, if, if you are self-sufficient, you are the guy, you're, you, are, you, are a men, you are a man amongst boys, right? I like to say it. If you're, if you're doing that, it's, I mean, when panties come off, they're already wet. It's how it works. <laughs> and honestly, dude, and for everybody, like being genuine and real and saying, hey, this is what I'm building. This is my vision. I don't have that yet. However, this is what I'm building towards. You, and you, you with me? own that this shit. Comes back do you want to the... do you want to jump on board? Like yeah. we can hang out. Like, yeah, we might be eating at um we McDonald's. might be eating at McDonald's. Yeah. For but, a bit, we not we not end up be going to the steakhouse every night, right? Mm. However, this is where I'm going, and mm. this is what I'm creating. That's Get, so much more attractive grab a, than yeah. pretending. It's a future-based cause, and mm. this is so funny because earlier in the conversation, or earlier in our conversations today, me and Parnell uh, were talking about um, the seven layers of primal branding. This is how to build a cult-like following. Um, Nike has a cult-like following. If you're a Nike guy, you're not an Adidas guy. If you're an Adidas guy, you're not a Nike guy. If you're a Coke guy, you're I not a Pepsi though, guy. Well, I mean, Adidas shell toes are—it's yeah, like Adidas shell toes or, <laughs> or Air Forces. I mean, if Air you're Force a sneakerhead, that's a whole different argument. Don't but again, even get me started. Sneakerheads are a cult-like following. Hey, fuck and I, you. So I would argue, <laughs> I would argue that having a future-based cause lends to that inside of a relationship as well. And there's a lot of other things that 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 uh, that. Can contribute to that and complement that, but having that future-based cause gives you something to collectively work towards. And although you have your dreams and goals, and you know she might have her dreams and goals, and vice versa, and whatever it's healthy the fuck. to not have them be the same thing. Yes, it's powerful yeah. to be chasing the same thing. However, how fucking important is it to have your own shit going on in a relationship? You have you have to have your own set of friends. You have to have your own set of goals, right? Boundaries Whether, and boundaries. So if um, let's say I'm dating somebody, right, and I'm and I'm focused on the seven tree media stuff. I'm focused on the alpha project. I'm focused on the morning P. I'm focused on all this fucking other shit I'm doing, right? And she's not involved in any of that, but she's also doing, she's she's opening up an aesthetic salon or she's, you know, she's got, uh, she's got wine Wednesdays with her friends, whatever the fuck she's doing, right? Cool, go and do your thing. Mm -hmm. I'll do my thing too. I'm comfortable doing this without you and I'm comfortable you doing your thing without me. You know, it's not, it's not about having to be together all the time. It's about, it's about learning what each other's goals are and being able to attack those either individually or and it makes the conversations team, right? that you have with that person so much richer mm -hmm. because now you can bring something to that conversation say listen this is what's going on in my life i'm doing these things and some amazing things happen and then that gives that other person the chance to celebrate with you mm -hmm. but also it's when, when you're having when you're having the bad times it's like yeah. you know i'm going through this bad time and it gives that person a chance to support you and guess what mm. People fucking love to do that, especially to somebody they care about. Mm -hmm. I care about you. And when you're going through shit, I want See, to support you. I never experienced this in my life until just recently, right? I didn't realize how many people actually cared about me. Right. Um, until I posted that thing on Facebook about- Genuinely cared about you. Right? Yeah, genuinely cared about me. And then when I posted, I posted this thing on Facebook about me, 
right? I didn't want it to be what anybody else supposed to post about me. I took responsibility for what was happening, this and that. And the outreach from people was, uh, blew me away. I didn't realize that I had built this cult following by doing what I was doing yeah. until I was in a point of vulnerability. Right. And then I put it out there and next thing you know, it's holy shit. Look at all these people that fucking support me. I didn't know I had this, right? I thought I was alone. Cool. I knew I had a couple boys I could talk to, but I know all these people like me. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. People love to support people that are going through shit. Yeah. Unless, of course, you're always going through shit, in which case, yeah, get your fucking life When you have perpetual idiot. bad luck yeah. syndrome, when you, everything fucking wrong always happens in your life, there might be something there to speak to uh, in, in regards to the fact that you might be bringing all that bullshit onto yourself. That, that happens. Mm. But if you're out there and you're doing shit and you're accomplishing shit for the most part and you're taking responsibility and you're accountable to your actions and all those other things, and then you, something bad happens... People love to support you because they don't want you there. They want you up here. And uh, on the on the on the flip side of this, if you get too successful and you have too many wins and every your whole life is perfect, mm. people want to fucking tear you down and make you human again. Oh yeah, I've actually experienced that last <laughs> week too. <laughs> <laughs> they want to bring you back down to level of human, and then once you're back down at level of human, they're like, okay, cool. Now go back out into the world. And, and so this is what happens mm. to uh, most celebrities when they reach that fucking pinnacle. They get tore back down to human. And then, and then slowly built back up to their, people, to their level. You know, of... As a whole in society, people don't like outliers. Outliers are frowned upon on either end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Right. right? Radical thinkers. powerful to be there. Yeah. Like this, go, go be there for a second this, and live yeah. in that space. It's Change doesn't happen this, without that radical thinking. For sure. So, and I like, oh, dude, like go out there, be that radical thinker, do something different. And A, see if anybody follows you. Yeah. And if nobody follows you, Switch go, it up. go grab a couple people. So, yeah. You know what's I've been doing this for about three or four years now where I put myself out there, right? And I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably the one that's mostly out there in this group, right? I mean, you're mm -hmm. just getting into this space. Devin's been in it for a little bit. He wasn't really in front of the camera. Um, having my voice go out there and, and starting something radically different than anything else. There was, I knew there was a core, core amount of people that were like, okay, I'm going to support you, right? Those are the friends I've been with and they know what I was doing in this net forever, right? Then I knew there's some people that were on the fence. They want to support me, but they can't because maybe professional life, they can't do it, this and that. But they would call me and text me. And privately. Privately, yeah. right? They couldn't support me publicly, but they could support me privately, which was still cool. I respected that, right? I wasn't expecting everybody to jump on board. But then when you get to the point of, I call it uh, the event horizon, right? When you get to the point of no return, you get to this point where you have all these relationships with all these people and all this good and bad and in between all meshed together. It's hard to sort out who is there really for you authentically and who isn't there for you. Who's waiting to put their hand who, out to get that little right. kickback when and you finally make exactly. it. Exactly. And over yeah. the last six months, it's been really, really, really easy to recognize yeah. who's been there for me, who is still there for me, who was there for me, and who could I could... Who was faking it? Yeah, I, I was going to say something completely different, but yes, cool. <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay, so I'm curious then, um, because we've talked about, you know, starting relationships and building relationships. What about maintaining relationships? Ooh, when you're in When you're in a relationship, what's important in helping maintain that? I'm going to say first and foremost, number one is trust. Right. Right. Before, even before communication, before uh, Do love, what you say you're going to do. Yes. You have to have trust, right? And trust yeah. is built through... Exactly what you said. Doing what you said you're going to do, being there when you said you're going to be there, um, cleaning the fucking dishes, whatever the fuck it is. You know what I mean? You have to. You have to have that integrity. And do what you say you're going to do, right? Um, I'm sure we've all experienced this before. There's have been places or times in our life we've fallen off from doing what we should have been doing to help support 
a friend or whatever else is going, right? If it's a sexual relationship, that too, right? But things fall apart mostly because of lack of communication. Right. Right. I heard this thing today about um, relationships are never 50-50. Mm-hmm. There's something really wrong with the 50-50 thinking. Mm-hmm. Relationships are actually 100-0. You show up 100% mm-hmm. for all the things. Everything that you committed to, all the things that you say you're going to be, you're genuine and authentic yourself. You show up 100%. Mm-hmm. And you expect zero in return. Mm-hmm. Think of it as a selfish cool. lover, right? If you have a terrible sex, if you're in a relationship, you have a terrible sex life, mm-hmm. or maybe you're selfish in bed, whatever <clears throat> the fuck you want to say, right? Um, you're not reciprocating. There's going to be tension there because, well, if you're a guy, obviously the girl's not going to fucking, she can be like, what the fuck? How come I'm always doing this for you and you're never doing this well, for me? Well, if there's a disparity in the relationship, right. then, some, then you obviously can bring that to the Thank table. You. Thank and you. the trust is important too because you got to trust that when you communicate that with your partner that they're going to receive it, understand it, I think and then bring it back, right? I think that, I mean, yes, that's a component to it. That has nothing to do with trust though. That just has everything to do with stating what you are expecting, what your expectations are. Right, boundaries again. Boundaries. And I think for me, the biggest thing to to maintain a relationship is to just be present, right? Like if I'm hanging out with the boys watching football, I'm hanging out with the boys watching football. If I'm going on a dinner date, I'm not on my phone on Instagram. So this so is... I show up, I be present with whatever is happening at that moment. Right. And then when that event is over, then okay, you go do something else. See, this is something that I've recognized extremely hard in the last three weeks. I'm having relationship issues with my son, right? So my son, I just gone through a breakup and you know, four years together, my son's eight years old. So that's half his life. I was with this girl. Now my son, I'll go hang out with my son and he's like, well, you're always on your phone or whatever else. Right. And I didn't notice it at first. He wouldn't tell it to me. He would say it to his mother or somebody else. Right. Mm. So they would talk to me about it. I said, well, I'm not really on my phone. Maybe I return a text and that's it. Right. But then I started noticing it more and more, going, it wasn't just a text. As soon as I sent that text, oh, I flipped on Facebook, and then I flipped on Instagram. And I wasn't present in the moment, right, with my son. And they actually realize that right away because they don't have a phone. You are their entertainment. You're the person, you, you're their phone. You're the person that, that's supposed to be there hanging out, doing what you have to do with them, right? Mm-hmm. So once this was explained to me, like I didn't catch it at all, right? It was just subconscious shit I was doing. So once it was explained to me and I realized it, I was able to go, okay, if I'm going to go see my son, my phone's going to stay in my jacket upstairs, or I'm just not going to bring it into the house. I'll just leave it in the vehicle. That speaks to your willingness to serve the person that you're in a relationship with. I fucked with. up. I fucked up this last this last Saturday. Obviously, I, I took my phone in with me. I was on the phone, so he called me out again on it. Right? It was the exact. As soon as I hung up, as soon as I left, I got a call from his mom saying, "Hey, you did this." I'm like, "Fuck! I forgot to leave it in my car." Right? So, you know, there's always steps we have to take to recognize these things, and sometimes you're going to fuck up. That's a big thing with this. You're going to fuck up, and that's okay as long as you recognize it and fix it. Right. Or well, or I'm, I'm lucky. Put some energy into yeah, fixing. I'm lucky. Yeah. I have people in my in my life that are will be like, listen, they they know I'm not going to be offended by shit. They hey, call you on it. Yeah, you know what's really hey, motherfucker, cool? what the fuck are you doing? Right? Is being called on something before you get to the other person gets to the point of no return. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm. Being able to have the conversation. This comes back to just having balls. Mm-hmm. Right? And just doing or saying what needs to be done or said. Mm-hmm. Right? If something's bothering you in a relationship, say something about it. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. let it sit and then build but do it up kindly. and then get into a huge fucking fight about it. Yeah, do it kindly. Yeah, you assume that that person is is interested in uh, helping change. Hey, for you, you know what? Hey, babe, in you know what? I that relationship. It if you didn't text, That's a better way to text, put it. You know, on yeah. Instagram while we were having dinner. Yeah, I appreciate my, you didn't text on Instagram while we're fucking. It's <laughs> <laughs> you my, take pictures though. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
So me and my Wait, girlfriend what was just, that? Nothing? <laughs> me and my girlfriend just went through something. Um, we've been together for three and a bit years now. It's, it's a, this is, a, I guess, considered a long-term relationship. I'm, I'm only saying that because I've been in like nine-year, seven-year relationships. So this is a long-term relationship compared to most relationships that people have that are only a few months long or shorter. So inside of the relationship, we always have a, a check-in of sorts. And we do a weekly date night, uh, you know, with COVID, it's been really fucking difficult. So we haven't really been sticking to the weekly thing, but um, it was brought to my attention. You are, uh, you never ask me to come over. That was, that was what was put on my plate. Now I have a lot of ways that I could have interpreted that and, and a lot of ways that I could have responded to that. Um, and I'll, I'll allow you guys to, and, and the viewers, just Use your imagination of the many ways that you could possibly respond to that. So I could have immediately gone into defensive mode and been like, yeah, well, you never do this. Or um, I could have been angry about it. Well, fuck that. I, I, I don't care. Or, you know the fucking door's always open. <clears throat> Get the fuck in here. Right. So, <laughs> so here, th my response was, I'm sorry, I fucked up. Mm -hmm. Because I had made an assumption for myself in my mind that we've been in a long-term relationship there's no need for me to ask you to come over. I just assume that you're fucking doing it because we spend a lot of time together. Mm -hmm. I just assume that you're coming. It, it didn't occur to me that that was important for you, for me to show up that way, for me to go, oh, hey, you know, it'd be nice if you came over tonight. And that never crossed my mind. So instead of being reactive in the moment, I took a couple of seconds. I took a deep breath. I contemplated all the ways that I could respond to this and, and you know like what's the real thing that's going on here and the real thing was that I had just assumed fuck we're, we're an old married couple now just just fucking be there like mm -hmm. I just was comfortable and she wasn't necessarily in the same headspace as I was for whatever reason and I don't care what the reason is what I care about is my responsibility to the relationship mm -hmm. and if she's a person that I value in my life then I have to do the things that are necessary to make sure that I'm showing up wholly for her with integrity and fully. And so I apologize and I have been, I hope, I haven't got the feedback yet and I'm sure it'll come, but I hope that I've if been making- If she's not yelling, you've gotten feedback. I've, I've been making more of an <laughs> effort to be like, you know what, I'd love for you to come over tonight. Mm. You know, I, I'm working till whatever fucking ridiculous, because I work, right? It's my life. I'm working ridiculous fucking hours, but I'd love, I'd love for you to come over and have some snuggles or whatever the fuck it is. So I'm trying to actively now think about snuggles? the ways. Did yeah, did fucking love snuggles. <laughs> Who the fuck doesn't love, love snuggles? <laughs> and I think that whole concept is really important because like, it's funny that you say that because I'm thinking about my life while you're saying that and I'm generally the person who is reaching out and saying oh, whether it's you know a, a girl that I'm interested in. It's like, hey, what are you doing on this day? And it's it's always... What are you doing on this day? And I have some sort of an idea or a plan in place, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than being like, oh, do you want to hang out? Okay, great. What do you want to do? I, I don't, don't know. know. You fuck like, yeah. stop doing that. That's not yeah, alpha at all. Yeah, but look, it's the alpha's job to make the that. decision yeah, and do pause, the thing. We got to pause this podcast. Listen, guys, if you're going on a date, plan some shit. Have something in have mind. Have something in mind. Have a few things in mind. In case she says no to the first fucking thing. This is how it goes. Hey, are you free? I'm going to do this perfect example because I did it today. Okay, do it for me. Hey, ask are, me out. Are you free on Thursday? Uh, no, not Thursday. Can you do Friday? Friday works. I actually have something in the morning. I can do Friday, like afternoon. Okay, what time? Uh, like three o'clock. What are you thinking? 
I think I want to go skating. It's gonna I, be nice I can't skate. Can you teach me? I can te I can teach you, or if you don't have skates, we can go tobogganing. Ooh, tobogganing. I love tobogganing. Great. Where do you want to go? <laughs> Two different things. You have a day, you have a backup day. And it's okay. And if it's like, okay, you know, hey, um, let's do that again. Um, okay. Hey, are you free on Wednesday? Uh, I am. Okay, great. That's awesome. Um, actually, you know what? That's, that's fucked up. Say it before. Just say Thursday okay. again. I got you. Hey, are you free on Wednesday? I'm not. Can we do Thursday, though? You know what? Thursday doesn't work for me. Oh, shit. You know what? What happens is when you have shit going on, that's cool because now it's here's like, what happens. Here's what happens. I'm gonna play the girl part in this. Okay, okay. he's gonna. This is mine. Immediately went is, there. He's like, no, I yeah, want to. I want to do this. Watch. Yeah. Okay, do it again. Start from the beginning. Hey, are you free on Wednesday? Uh, no. But what about Thursday? You know what? Thursday really doesn't work. For oh, me. you know what? That's great because it's fine because I still I have some plan with my girlfriends anyway. You can kind of push that back. But let's do Friday instead. Okay. So now what? you're not asking her out. She's asking you out. Oof. Having that <laughs> schedule in place and knowing what's going on mm -hmm. is cool as shit. Decisive, but adaptable. And exactly. have different plans. Yeah, exactly. Because so how this worked for me today, uh, I was like, hey, what's happening this week? Uh, and she said, hey, I'm free every day except Thursday. I said, great. Wednesday, let's hang out. And she said, perfect. perfect. And it was just, what do you have in mind? Mm -hmm. Right? And that is very normal conversation. And what she's saying, she's not actually, because she doesn't give a fuck what we're doing. Yeah. She's, she's with you. testing me. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. testing to see, does he have a plan? Yeah. Doesn't fucking matter what you do. You and she's not, she's not consciously plan. thinking that those things. She, she's oh, yeah. subliminally said, doing it. Said, she's biologically driven to do these things to qualify you as an alpha male. You know what's funny about go skating? And the response was perfect. What time are you thinking? 11 a.m. I'll pick you up. Fuck that. Let's take a pause Good. on the female relationships here for a second. When we, before we started this podcast, you and I had the exact same fucking conversation through text, except it was, Hey, I got something I want to run by you. Are you free this week? Yeah. Monday, I'll be down at such and such. Why don't you meet me there? Cool. I'll see you there. That was the exact same conversation, just with a guy. Yeah. It happens the same way because there's realistically no difference. Stop getting in your fucking head about these things. Yeah. Like it's just because it's the opposite sex. You just think you think, oh shit, she's gonna react differently, or you have these feelings attached. And, and that's, that's because you're busy selling. Yeah. And you're not Stop you're it. not interested in being authentic. And if you are authentic, so check this. I love this story. This is how I met uh, my girlfriend. Now, she worked at a, a children's playground place where I took my son all the time, and. Uh, you know, we kind of like caught eyes and shit like that. And I didn't know, but to her friend, she dibsed me. That's super cool. The dibs. The, the dibs, dibs, right? Mm -hmm. so, cool so I don't know this. And to me, she's like the manager. So she's super high power chick. She's like kind of attractive. And I'm like, it's I gotta get, gotta get to know her. I, I'm being, I'm trying to be modest so I don't <laughs> give it away. All right, listen, <laughs> stop fucking up the secrets. Mandy, you're smoking hot. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I gotta talk to her, but I didn't. And, and I, I didn't. I, 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 did, I, I left. I left. And I was like, fucking idiot. Fucking idiot. For like a whole week, I'm just like cursing at myself. The next time I went back there, um, we caught eyes and I, I walked over to go talk to her before I was leaving. This was while I was still there. I went over to go talk to her. Some other dude swoops in and, and deals with me and she's like, oh, she disappears. So now I'm dealing with this dude and I can't talk. So oh, I'm now completely fucked up my whole headspace. I'm ready to leave. I'm putting my boots on. I turn, I look at the counter. She's off doing some shit, but she also does the like, she, oh, there she, she, there positioned, goes, right? she positioned herself for you to see. No, no, no. That Even worse game. than that, dude. It wasn't just the little glance across the thing. She like, 
she grabbed some papers and she like walked over the counter and she's like standing at the counter like organizing her papers and there no, I she's knew doing, it. she's doing nothing I knew it in the Got back it. of my mind I was like there's no fucking way she needed to be there doing that thing that's the sign idiot go do the thing and so without thinking because as soon as you start thinking you're fucked without thinking I just threw you know what's funny is I grabbed my shit we I have, walked up on. to the counter we have oh, the oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, go ahead. so without thinking I just grabbed my shit I walked up to the counter I'm like hey I've been kicking myself in the ass for not doing this last week. Um, I, Good I, man. I think you're, re- I think you're really Good cool. Ride. I'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Would you be interested in, you know, going for coffee or something? And it was fucking radio silence, bro, for what felt like an hour, dog. We're standing just looking at each other. And her friend had to, like, give her the scoot for her to be like, ah, ah, grab it. She just, like, grabs her business card and hands me this business card. Bro, I'm like, a business card? What the fuck? Every sign that could have possibly been a sign just got erased with this business card. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll send you a message. And I left. So for like a half an hour, I'm stewing over it. And I'm like, I don't know if she wants to talk to me or if this was like she thought it was like a salesman or something. I'm, trying, I'm like completely in my fucking head. And, and I, 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 let it, I let it simmer for a little bit. And then I finally sent her a, a text message. And I was like, so, hey, when are you available? So this whole thing played out. And here it is. I was nervous as fuck, but I owned it. Mm-hmm. I owned the nervousness when I was in that initial interaction. I had a reason to talk to her. And it was because I didn't talk to her be- from before, which sig- signaled my, my intent. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to date you. Do you want to date man smash you know what i'm saying like yeah it was so classic textbook for all the things that we've talked about today we have we have a woman in this room right now and when you were telling that story she was laughing she was smiling because she knew i I looked at you like that's a good fucking line she i looked and she was like it's a good fucking line like yeah she there's there's certain she's laughing because she knows the things that she was doing too like bringing the fucking papers over just shuffling papers random bullshit to get close right yeah it's funny how we how we put things in our mind as compared to how they are in actuality right right? you're not who you think you are you're not who they think you are you are who you think they think talking to talking to your girlfriend right i know now that she she had this attraction to you since before all that happened everything right so her her lack of communication at that moment was because she was stunned that she was getting asked out by you yeah right it wasn't because she was she was thrown off by it she was completely shocked that i could have i'm the dibs guy how the fuck is the dibs guy even talking to her right i didn't get that maybe it came across her mind like oh my god the one my co-worker said that i called him and this and that there's so many things running through her mind as well right yeah we have to remember as guys that women have more bullshit going on in their head or just as much as we do yeah right it's it's interesting i was um i was talking to this girl uh, through text. And actually I had a few drinks. I texted her. I said, Hey, wonder if you want to go for drinks, uh, sometime, whatever. And, um, she texted me back. I'm like, well, I have maybe I had a few drinks. What's something I said, something like that. She goes, is this a drunk that we had talked? She goes, is this, was that a drunk text? I'm like, maybe it's like, maybe you should stop right now. I'm like, okay. Then it was a few days later. I called her back. She was like, okay, well what's happening? This and that we kind of, we kind of got into it. Right. So we got a little deeper into things. And it was at the moment where I was like, huh, this is interesting because she caught me in my bullshit mm-hmm. and I liked it. And how cool is yeah. it when the girl calls you out? I liked it. Yeah. It was, oh, it was, that's the, that's the best oh, thing. Oh God, it and felt good. I'm into it. Oh, fuck. And I am blatantly like either like putting the moves on her mm-hmm. or something or creating situations to find space. And if I get called on that, I'm just like, yes, it's on. Devin's yeah. on. You guys know, I've, I've said it here many times. Devin's called me on. I'm a shit tester. I shit test everybody. Right. That was my shit test. And passed with flank. I was like, I like, I couldn't believe. It. I was like, how the fuck did she first of all call me out on that, and then call me later to be like, 
okay, let's talk about what you're actually going through. Because that drunk text was probably something you shouldn't have done. I was like, well, fuck. What in the fuck? You're not supposed to know this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah. in my head, I'm going, okay, <laughs> let's have a conversation. Like, I'm like, okay, how do I get my way out of this, right? It's and I'm like, cool. well, it's cool to be certain and have to call people out on their shit. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's good. It's, and, it, and it's also, you have to be confident enough to be able to receive that back and say, yes, they are calling me out and take it like a fucking man and be like, yes, you called me out. Let me own this mistake. Plus, and yeah. now let's get to the bullshit. It's now let's really get to the real things, cool. right? So it's, it's awesome to have somebody in that in that same mind state where they know exactly what's going on because listen guys girls have been around too okay they know all the fucking tricks if you think that you saying this if you think, come, come up with any line in your head that girl has heard it i guarantee you girls get hit on an immense amount of times if i was in new york one time and i was with this girl and i was walking she's like let's try something she's like walk five feet behind me walk five feet behind her literally every Three seconds was some dude trying to come on to her. And I'm like, this is this what you get every day? She's like, yeah. I'm like, holy fuck. When you realize that women get hit on so much, you have to be so authentic and so just not out there, but you have to be authentic. You have to be you. You have to be, have this character. You have to have this person that you are in full form right there. No bullshit. Let's go. You'll get respected so much more. So there's a, there's a common theme through all of this, which is being as genuine as you possibly can mm -hmm. being authentic sure. to who you're who you are right but also owning all of that and and doing it intentionally mm. and when you do those things not only are you attractive before a, a relationship when you're trying to initiate a relationship mm. you're also attractive inside of a long-term relationship because you you remain the same guy we joked about this before about the that post about why do guys change two weeks into a relationship? It's because they can't keep the fake shit up mm -hmm. for longer than the two weeks. Because, being because the whole reason they were there was just to get laid to begin with. Exactly. Being inauthentic is not sustainable. No, no. it's not. It's not sustainable. So if there's a if there's a moral to the story to kind of package this whole thing in is you really got to get true to who you are. Know, your, know yourself. Know man. yourself. And that takes time to work on yourself. You know what? There's a, there's a book for, for the fellows who are listening. It's called, it's called King Warrior Magician Lover. And I don't know who it's by right now. Yes. It's a book about male archetypes and it's also called, it's also called four, it's also called the four leaves or something like that. It, it was mm -hmm. rebranded as something else too, but I remember reading the book. It's awesome. And basically it talks, it breaks it down. There's four different, you know, primary male archetypes. Mm -hmm. So the king, you know, the, the charismatic, the leader, the magician who just, you know, makes things happen, the creative, the outgoing one, the mm -hmm. lover who's like the suave, um, and, um, king warrior magician the, the warrior the yeah. warrior i mean you know parnell's a great example of that just the i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna get it and i'm gonna take everything on right great read go check it out yeah you know and we'll post the amazon <clears throat> link in the description yeah. down below that okay. way at least they get it right we just gotta yeah. start doing that yeah uh quotes words we yeah, end this up just go get it just fucking do it go say hi if you like a chick tell her you like her I like you. And when you're and when you're and when you're nervous, own that too, because that's also sexy. And oh. also, if you're if you're a chick and you're in that same predicament, and and you're and you, you there's somebody that you want to talk to, just talk to that person. And for 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 the most part, that person's going to be pretty receptive. There's going to be a little bit of skepticism, obviously, especially in that initial meeting. But when you are genuine and authentic. And, and you show up and you're not a yes man. You're not trying to swindle somebody in and trick them into it. And you actually just fucking show up as a human being and you have those conversations with them. It gets you so much further. You get so much better results. And at the end of the day, having outcome independent thinking, as in you don't care what the outcome is. You're just here for the experience. That experience will serve you 
indefinitely. That is a great topic. We should actually get into that next episode. Huge. Um, just being, being, uh, just being true and, and and present. You know, one last thing I wanted to say about this in any relationship, guys, is that just be yourself. Be authentic. Don't try to deceive people. Don't try to trick them, because eventually that all falls down. Right? It's it's a it's a it's a it's a house made of cards. And if it doesn't work, or if you put yourself out there and you get rejected, take it on the chin, dust yourself off, and go do it again. Listen, so many people get so dejected because of rejection. Who fucking cares? Who cares? You're rejected every fucking day for things you don't even know about. Your socks don't match. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. I love your socks. <laughs> this week, your socks are actually great. I like them. They're chill. Polka I get, dots. I get, polka dots, like pink and yeah. blue polka dots. We always get, listen, we always it's get tough. razzed about some shit all the time. And if you're an authentic person, you know who you are. It's not going to bother you. If you're comfortable don't within care. your own skin, it's never going to bother you guys. Go out, make those relationships. Uh, the best thing you can ever do, honestly, is be, be you. Be, be you unapologetically. Thank you. Be you unapologetically and hang with the same group that you want to be accepted by. There you go. For being authentic. Peace and love. We're out.